tell you what, the first test starts tomorrow in Perth, Australia versus the West Indies. We've got a guy that played, well, gee whiz, over 103 test matches, over 8,000 runs. You name it, was one of our greats. Matthew Hayden, welcome. G'day, gents. How are you? Excellent, my friend. No surprises in selection with that first 11, you wouldn't have thought? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, to, to a man, they all performed pretty admirably, I think, in Pakistan, where they you know, played a very good series and a historic series, I might add. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, I think it's a pretty solid team. And, look, I, I think it's actually quite a quite an interesting prospect from the West Indies side as well. They've got a good mix of youth and experience and, you know, some particularly good fast bowlers, which will be lively over here in Perth. It's anything like the T20 game where they left about eight or nine mil of grass on it. Um, allegedly, and I haven't been to the wicket block yet, but allegedly it's over mm. 10. So uh, mm. could be quite spicy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, um, I was just with the West Indies. I have not seen them play Test cricket for that long. I was, I was actually going to ask you, who can we look out for? Yeah, you're right, because they, they don't play a lot of Test cricket. Um, so even in the last in a few years, they, they they don't tend to play that sort of magic number of 12, 15 tests, which other mm. full membership nations tend to play. So you've got a couple of old older players, which I'm sure you've heard of. Jason Holder is, yep. you know, basically about 10 foot tall. Um, mm. Bowls medium pace and is a handy batter and is a former skipper of the national team. Um, Alzari Joseph, uh, out and out. Fast bowler, right arm bowler, um, Jaden Seals, who bowls good out swingers at decent pace. He's only played a handful of tests, but he's got plenty of wickets to show. You know, in the early stages of his career, um, their captain Craig Brathwaite, um, pretty pretty decent batter. Not the sort of typical West Indian player. He tends to camp out and, and bat a long time, um, as does uh, Tanjan Chandrapal as well. You know, son, of course, of the very famous uh, uh, Chander Paul that we know of and, and mm. have admired, played 160-odd test matches for the West Indies and over over 10,000 runs. So, um, yeah, just those names. In particular, there's a, there's a um, guy called Joshua De Silva who's their wicketkeeper. Um, now, he's not an African descent. He's, he's got, um, I think, it's a Danish descent in him. Um, okay. So he's a, he's a different colour. To the, to the rest of the, to the boys, but um, he's a lively character. Cam Bat, decent keeper. Yeah, so plenty of interest, uh, and we know the usual suspects, um, you know, for Australia. Um, Manus Labuschagne in particular has got a brilliant record over here. Has had a pretty sort of lean start to the summer, but don't be surprised if you don't see him in amongst the runs as well in this test match. The West Indies, for me, um, I'm a 60s baby, the 70s and 80s, they had a proud history. You used to mm-hmm. love watching them as much as you mm-hmm. like the Aussie team. Um, do they prioritise it like yeah. they used to hate us, the West Indies? I, 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 it just doesn't have the same spunk to me. Yeah, look, it's a difficult and challenging time in world cricket. I mean, World Series brought to life our childhood, yeah. didn't it? And it was through the shorter version of the game, which when you go back and live those times as well, it really challenged the main game. 50 over competition, you know, hand delivered by um, media, uh, uh, just a superstar of, of the modern game in Kerry Packer. 
and and it challenged us all. And no different now is the way of franchise cricket and how it's really agitating in the market. Um, the birth of franchises right across the world and different tournaments, you know, being played simultaneously uh, with the international program and in, in the ICC's Future Tours program means that there's limited resources and a whole bunch of different additional layers of, of cricket, which is really challenging mm-hmm. for countries like the West Indies that can't attract, attract big bottom lines within their business model in the Caribbean cricket. Um, so look at this. It's, it's, it, it, has, it is and it has tended to just lose its shininess because, you know, when you think of the great West Indian teams and, and some of the unique characters of the game... Um, all committed to playing just only the, their country's cricket. It made for a riveting competition, but that's just mm. not how it's going to be played out anymore, unfortunately. Uh, Clive Lord, Sir Vivian Isaac, mm. Alexander Richards, mm. the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. Name, um, play- even more recently, oh, yeah. Brian Lara, like, you know, just yes. guys with there you go. Richie Richardson, mm. you know, extraordinary yeah. players. Mm. Playing at the Wacker was always legendary. It was bouncy. It cracked up. It always looked baked. It was a unique mm. pitch, probably one of the most unique pitches in the world. I don't know what the yeah. drop-in pitches are like at Optus, but will it play the same? Is, 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 do they get it from the same clay bed? What, can you get us any history on that, Ados? Yeah, so the insight to this venue is it does have similar clays, um, and it's got quite a lot of clay. I mean, these grounds, what they tend to do is drop-in wickets now. They they can tell you almost the exact percentage of of clay mm. and and the various soils that go into it. But they do they do have very similar clays to the old wacker, so it does have a, a lot of bounce and a lot of carry. Um, what they have to do though is that they have to leave that grass on them because what they don't tend to do, like the tradition that you were talking about, boys, with the old wacker, is they don't tend to crack up and those those cracks don't displace. So if it starts just grassless and relatively flat, they just get better and better and better bat on it. Mm. You know, it's not a it's cr- test cricket. It has to be a multi-dimensional surface. It has to bring in fast bowlers. It has to, you know, promote movement of feet when playing spin or coping with the bounce and the pace, the variation or swing bowling. Some of the greats of 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 uh, the modern game were over. Uh, and and really were born over in the West, in and around swing bowling, um, and the ability yes. of and what, and what that meant then to world cricket. Um, so yeah, those challenges are really, you know, they, they have to be all presented in one wicket, which gets custom built in a I think it's a five square block by memory, all custom built just outside the stadium, and then mm. built inside the stadium as the footy season finishes, and it's and it's got to have those. Uh, those flavours, if you like, of test cricket. Um, mm. It's not first wicket, but I think they've struck a pretty good compromise. Fair enough. Hey, yeah, there was some talk, you know, about this might be the last time we see Davey Warner play test cricket here in Australia, but I'm not more, you know, that concerned with him retiring. I'm more concerned about who replaces him eventually. I, I just don't know that we've got uh, opening batsmen jumping out of our uh, barrel at the moment. Yeah, look, I... I like and have liked ever since I saw Matt Renshaw play um, a few years ago for Australia, um, and he and he's 
I don't know what the advice was, but why he stopped opening the batting, I could never understand that. Um, but I'm very pleased to see him back opening batting now. He got a good 100 and a good 80 against this touring side just last week um, at Monica Oval in Canberra. So, you know, to me, he's a very obvious choice to keep developing, you know, that potential uh, as an opening batsman because I think he's got a great, uh, just a great overall game. He's very much like Matthew Elliott, I think, in the way that he okay. plays. And he was a fine left-hand opening batsman. Mm. Look, we've got options. The great thing about cricket in, in Australia is that we actually do have a great pipeline of talent. And um, one of the sad things that saddens me, though, is that the Cricket Australia have decided to not invest into a cricket academy. I thought that was a you know, huge decision for cricket. Um, at the end of, mm. um, yeah, the, the era of James Sutherland. Um, so uh, to me, you've got to have the retention of that culture and that traditions of the baggy green and all of those factors um, and that respect element as, as well for the kind of history of, of our great game. You know, there's, there's been 844 test matches um, played in the Australian uh, colours the greats of the games, the Bradmans, down to the Pontings and the more modern era, you'd have to you'd have to also put, you know, someone like David Warner that you just mentioned in, into a category of, of, of superb cricketers. Um, Steve Smith as well, averaging sixty. Um, you know, not not a hundred test matches yet, but he probably will play over a hundred test matches. So lots of yeah. great history and colour and tradition in, in the baggy green and you know, I think it's important to be retained in this the high-performance centres that the Academy was able to bring. Yeah. You're a proud Aussie cricketer, Haydos. You've been a board member. You've played for all those years. You'd know well and truly about the appeal of our test team. You've seen it at its highs and maybe at its lows. Have we got too many vegans or non-drinkers in there? Are we becoming to be too woke? Are we, I don't know, (laughs) we're taking a knee this week. You know where I'm coming from, I... I, I love my Australian yeah. cricket team. I love them, but I don't. Oh, I don't know what it is, Ados. Well, look, I, I, if, if I can just sum it up in a nutshell, and I mentioned a few of the great names there in this last minute of the conversation, but of all of those years that we've been playing, nothing ever rocked the integrity of the sport like it did in South Africa when mm-hmm. we first learned about national side. Um, not playing within the spirit of the game of cricket. And that, to me, was a very dark and very sad day. And to this day, no one's really ever taken any kind of leadership position on it or owned it to any degree. And so I think it's sort of more or less about just the integrity of the sport and trying to make sure. And and, and this is why um, I felt so passionately about Justin as well, because when Justin came back into that setup, he was asked to shift that direction, and exactly that he did. Um, he did. So for me, for me, he kind of like got us proud again of our national cricket team, and and um, and it's done very well, you know, since that time, and and even just more recently, winning the T20 World Cup, played beautifully over in Pakistan, um, didn't quite turn up to the ICC T20 tournament. I'm sure they'll be disappointed with that result. Looking to make amends, you know, throughout the summer against West Indian and, and then the South Africans coming, arriving, mm. you know, in Brisbane for the first test match. So I suppose it's just you know, all of us kind of feel that that deeper sense of sadness from that event. But we're hoping that, you know, this new side can pull us together again and, and drag us into that space of just, as we have done for 
844 test matches, we've just been Correct. so incredibly proud of the fabric of the summer. That's how important it is to us. I mean, clubhouses mm. around Australia, they have one very simple mandate, and that is to play the game hard and play the game fair and play with integrity. And, and that's that's why we love the game of cricket so much. And that's why we're captivated, you know, to see whether or not this great Australian cricket culture can drag us into a new era of cricket where it's it's never been more challenged, boys. Like I said before, mm, you know, well the Davy Warners of the world who are multi, multi-gifted, multi-talented cricketers that play cross-formats, in particular play T20 format really, really well, are challenged. And it's the same, you know, really at the end of my career, I was challenged as to how long I'd play for Australia because there was six-figure six, six six sums that were waiting, you know, playing in the lucrative IPL competition. Um, so it becomes difficult, and, and no, no former player, or I don't think any Australian supporter actually, um, looks at looks at decisions and, and goes, "Gee, that's we, we kind of get it that it's hard, um, but we also want to get that it has to be fair as well, and, and that's that's the most important part about playing for Australia." Spot on, mate. Love your passion. Thank you very much for your time, mate. And let's hope that uh, we get the first victory over there in Perth. Yeah, I hope so. It should be a cracker, gents. Enjoy oh, the bronze. Goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I'll have you a very much, mate. Too, I know he loves his red side. <laughs> Absolutely. Well Brilliant. Very Matthew good. Hayden, our guest